Michael was sharing some very important news with his parents. I am getting married. Who the hell to? Who do you think? Rita. Huh? Why? Well, first of all, she needs a green card to stay in the country. There it is. She needs a green card to stay in the country because, secondly, we're really crazy about each other. You hardly know her. I know all the important stuff. She was in the Olympics. <laughs> she's, she's sweet, she's smart, she's beautiful, she's special. She was special. A house is terribly hard to make. Actually, the hardest part is finding the land. But she wasn't smart. Instead of making houses, maybe you should make land. For Rita had only mentally progressed... On the ocean. ...to the level of a first grader. There's no land on the ocean. Michael might have noticed her disability if it had not been masked by her English accent. You were brilliant. Yeah, she wasn't. I know she's a really, really good person and everything else is going to be little surprises along the way. With the exception of that one big one. The wedding is in one month. Oh. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day... Somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. But think about scientists, most often right. one side is wrong. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know, it's your shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Are you serious? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Stupid, isn't it? An immortal one, and I'll tell you something. If I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do, and admire the man who said, yes, I've got my kid to show my love of God, I'd say, no, fuck you. I was raised in a little town that had 13 brothels in it, so I'm used to some pretty salty language. And this one, of course, my favorite of all, like, what's this going on between our legs, right? <laughs> You heard it. It's like an entertainment complex in the middle of a sewage system. No engineer would design that at all. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We're in episode 248. Fuck. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. I was going to move the camera for anybody that's watching over to there. Yeah. Um, but so I... we can get a really good um, view of my bald spot. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe I can attach a little shelf on How's the side that? there, and it could be a little more eye this level. That's uh Yeah. It's yo. just so white. Light, you know, well, it's not. We it's are not warm light. So. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Light. You said, I thought you said white. I did say white. It's oh, white light. It's always about race with you. Man. White trash. White. Whatever. Huh? Please. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh. Um. So, how's it going? It's all right. Good. 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 I am far more um, energetic than I have any right to be. I am. Yeah. After all the stuff uh, you told yeah, me, I don't know. Crazy yeah. night. Whatever. Um. So. Um. Yeah, so that happened. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, I may crash, so who knows. That's um, all right. I think it's going to be a short one anyway. I think so. That's what she said. I'm sorry. That's just so fucking funny. What is? The whole that's what she said. Really? Thing. Do you have That is just. You know what? It it was funny. Then it wasn't funny for a long time. And then it's, and it, then, yeah, it's funny now it because funny it just gets funny. I mean, because now something like saying like it gets funny again, like yeah, that's, that's, a, what, that's what she said. That's what she yeah. said. Right, 
And then, like, at work it happened, and someone's just like, oh, they just keep flowing out of me. <laughs> and they just keep, <laughs> you know. No matter what you say, it can become an innuendo. Exactly. Uh, In your end. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, so, um, before we devolve into toilet humor. Yeah, seriously. That's the second hour. Um, so, um, so you saw, well, I, saw the, I saw Gatsby. Yeah. I, um, I was, you know, I was excited for this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I why. was. No, I was really excited. No, I, I like the story. I, um, I like Leo. Leo. <laughs> um, I like... Um, Carrie Mulligan. I, I, I like her. I like her. Baz Luhrmann for me was sort of like 50. I didn't like Moulin Rouge. I really like Romeo and Juliet. When's the last time you watched that one? Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. I don't know. In the last five years or oh, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it since the 90s. Um, so. I, um, I did not like Moulin Rouge. Yeah. It and looked really nice. Looked he has really a nice great everything, eye. But that was more of a musical than I could tolerate. But um, so I was really excited to see the, um, the to see Gatsby, yeah. and I saw it in the 3D because that's what was playing at the time. And since I see it for free, right. that's fine. Okay. Um, the 3D and the 3D was fine. Yeah. It, it doesn't again, seem like again, it's a. It's like it's like my dinner with Andre in 3D. Yeah, I know. But what it's it like, is it is where he uses it. There are a lot because you know Gatsby's house is across the bay from like Daisy's house, so they have a lot of these long kind okay. of you know bring you right to kind of shots and stuff like that and there's some big shots about you know during drives like into the city and some big so there are some bigger kind of um okay you know like vista like kind vista of kind yeah. of stuff but and and that i'm not gonna say oh and that that made it that made the 3d where it did i mean it if you see it without the 3D, it's not going to matter, right? You know, right. but I think the scene in 3D is just like, yeah, okay, it's it's 3D. But I'll tell you, right. 3D is getting to a point now. They've they've stopped sending shit out at you, yeah, okay, because that's obnoxious in 1950s. Well, because they also they okay? also realize that's not the best use, right? Of it. But also, what's happening is that now they're starting to put like make it all about depth. Well, that's what okay? it should be. That's right. But you know it's what ends up happening envelop. is that you end up sort of. You really need to tell your eye to look for that depth, yeah. Because you're not totally immersed in it. Because right. you've, unless you're front row in front of a huge, huge screen, yeah. it's not taking up like you're looking peripheral through, vision. You're looking through a window, right? Yeah. So you still need to look. You know, you're looking at the window. You're looking at stuff, and then right. you need to tell yourself, "Hey, let me look a little further back at that window. Right. Let me look at where that stuff behind." you know toby mcguire's head is and then you'll right. see it and it's like yeah okay that's fine but then you're um, also you're also forcing your eyes to look at a point on the horizon that's technically not there right and it's a little weird and it's very sometimes. and yeah. stylistically yeah. it the sets look kind of weird you okay. know it's not like natural looking they no no look, no it's like a hyper yeah exactly stylized so reality. um and the movie's two and a half hours long. And that's, that's in my long little three D glasses. My yeah, my comment on Facebook was that and it, it was really difficult for me to phrase it the right way yeah. because um it was there were too many too many periods in the movie that were too slow. Okay. And there were too many of those for a movie that's two and a half hours long. Gotcha. Okay. It was a little too long. I'm not saying do more actiony stuff. I'm saying condense. You could have cut a half an hour off of that movie easily. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, so <clears throat> it was 
Mm. And I ended up, I, I, I did, I ended up falling asleep, yeah. which is, I mean, y- you know, I've fallen asleep during movies before, but if oh, yeah. I'm excited about a movie, I'm, that adrenaline's going to kick in. I'm going to watch it. And right. I was excited to watch it. And Julie and I went, and then I had to wade through two days of a river of shit because, you know, I, you know, fell asleep during a movie that I went to see with her. So, but whatever, that's for Well, you me, weren't talking Julie to each other, so. Yeah, exactly. But whatever, there's, you know. If you fell asleep. In the middle of a car, sitting there uh, talking no, no. to somebody in a, Wait a com- in a compromising position, for instance. Yeah, a compromising position. In you quotes. can say, "Well, were you fucking?" If you if you fall asleep with your face in her crotch, that's two days worth of shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not letting that happen. That's again. that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. In the middle of a conversation, if you're tired, that's not so bad. But it's it was in one the, of the- in a movie. It's dark. If it's boring, yeah, and I was, and and that's why it wasn't because I didn't want to hang out with her. And she said I was snoring a little bit, so you just give me a nudge to shut <laughs> yeah, me the fuck up, yeah, you know. And I woke. And it's not like I just said, "All right, I'm done with this." I really like every time I kind of open my eyes, I'm like, "All right, right." You I, I get wanna, up and it, yeah, it's like wanna, driving. All right, where are we in the story? Okay, yeah. I know where we are. And then yeah. I would just sort of, right. you know, fall last out night, of it again. Um, last night, Ellen and I were watching uh, for the next outside the cinema. Because uh, I read a little bit about it to see that it wasn't like over the top gross shit. Because she doesn't want to watch that kind of stuff. What movie? Uh, Legend of Hell House, like the book oh, we were okay. talking about there. And um, it's it's like atmospheric horror kind of kind of stuff about a haunted house. Yeah. And uh, she's exhausted, and she made it like fifteen minutes in, and fell asleep a little bit, and then woke up and yeah, fell asleep a little bit. And I'm like, all right, let's just go to bed. Yeah. We can watch this later. Yeah. before monday right. <laughs> so, but um but yeah i was I you was, can't help it sometimes i was, I yeah. was disappointed and yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't one of those cases where i was dragged to this i didn't want to, right. i was really i was looking forward to it yeah. Yeah. and i'm just and i was really disappointed i will go back and see it again okay because i want to sort of make sure that my problem with it is the problem i have with it right you know without it being interrupted by and not that you, know, you were tired or yeah. yeah so i mean i'll sit through it again that's fair um i don't think i watched anything i, watched I won't see the, the 3d show, again but... that's just too much work so um what else did i see there was something else i think i saw yeah i don't know if there's anything this oh you know what i might see monsters university in 3d maybe or is cloudy with a chance of meatballs in 3d you know I believe it is. I'd do that one. Because that, that's going to be like a lot of shit falling down yeah. and weird, freaky and shit. And huge, yeah. like, vistas so that'll like be we kinda, talking about. That would yeah. be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, oh, I bought tickets for a movie. What movie? I Star bought, Trek? No. What? I bought tickets for um, that My Little Pony movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, here's why, okay? Because I have kids. Um, but here's the real reason. They're doing two shows, Jan- January, Jesus Christ, it's going to be a fucking disaster today, July. June 29th and 30th at 1 o'clock, there are two shows, mm-hmm. that's it. Really? And then it's like two weeks later at Boston Common, so it's like- Where are you seeing it? Uh, Revere. Oh, okay. So I decided that before all of the uh, grown-up fans of the show yeah. buy all the tickets, I will buy the tickets and have yeah. them so I can take my oh, children cool. to it. It's the the like one of the I'll keep it simple. One of the horses goes through this Stargate thing into a place where they're all human shaped. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. People think it's going to be absolutely terrible, but you know it was six bucks a ticket. Yeah. I'll 
you know, I showed them the trailer. I said, do you want to see that in the theater? And they they exploded. Yeah. It took me three days to mop them up off the floor. <laughs> so, but you know, that's they'll awesome. they'll really like it, and that's all that matters. So, cool. And I can get popcorn. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> was there something else I sat through? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So you said a season finale of the office. Series finale of the office. And I gotta tell you, I'm very I gotta tell you, I'm really happy with, with with where they are with it now. And there was this one scene that I watched like because I watched it on Hulu. I watched it three times. I haven't seen it. It was weeks so yet. incredibly fucking funny. Yeah. It was and it doesn't really it's not a big huge plot point kind of thing, so it's not spoiler or anything. Okay. But basically, um Dwight is sort of chasing after Angela and sort of runs her off the road. And Angela's so funny because that woman is so little. Yeah. She gets oh, out yeah. and she and they bleep out what she says. She says, Dwight, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and it was so incredibly funny. I had to like three three times, four times I had to watch that. Huh. It was absolutely hysterical. Has she changed as a character? Has she loosened up? Oh my God. You you gotta watch this whole it season. Seems like you she gotta has. see this whole season because shit happens yeah. with her. Like shit happens with her it was been a great season i've really caught a little bit so i know some of what goes on with so um yeah it's been a great it's been a great season i mean it's i I saw some little blurb somewhere about oh you know what it was it was in the back of entertainment weekly something about steve carell and about that show that ended two years ago but i think that's Uh a little unfair i mean it's 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 nine years in your your lead sort of leaves um and you've got to you've got to finish everything up. Um, yeah. It's cool that they're like they're at this point now where the documentary that's you know been shot for the last you know nine years is about to air. Yeah. So they're all sort of dealing with that stuff. So are they are they gonna like are they gonna really air it? That would be amazing. It would be that, really interesting to see it framed as a documentary, as a two hour office movie. Yeah. So that would be really 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 cool. Yeah, but so, nine years to film it is a little excessive. Not necessarily, though. I mean, like documentary type of series and stuff. I mean, there are research things that have gone on and over. Yeah. Oh, over, there was like, that one basketball know, one where they checked in with the kids, like at five, ten, yeah. twenty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there have been you know yeah. PBS documentaries that you know track people over ten, fifteen years. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. So yeah, it could be pretty interesting. So um, yeah, so the the. Um, the office is good. Community. I don't think I saw last week's yet. Um, pretty good. Some pretty good stuff on Community. I've. Uh, I, what I'm, was the last Community you saw? Crap! It was the it was the week before, and I don't remember what happened. I think they were dealing with the dark universe. Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. But it's not. It's not. It's just off. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's not, a little. It's, it's not it's, as it's, good. It's not as smart. There, there's uh, rumor. They're saying he's going to come back. Yeah, the rumor is that they've got another season, and that he'll. And if he comes back, I think the show can get back on track. I don't think it's off track. I think it's just sort of. It's hmm. a. It's the. It's a weird mainstream show. Yeah, like if it was on FX, I think hmm. whatever they did would be right. okay. Yeah. It's just no, I, I. You know what it is. It's you fine. Know what it is? 
they're the the early episodes were about us learning who they were yeah. and what they liked and now these episodes are them learning how to care about other people well that's a but you know what though it's and, the and same it's the same lesson every show though that's one of my criticisms yeah that's but it's, it's the I'm willing to, lesson yeah right? i'm sort of willing to you know i'll allow it yeah um just watch that's, yourself that's McCoy. the that's um, the shift in characters now is it's more like discovery driven like uh, of themselves well it's also like this constant reminder about you know them being friends and blah 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 you know but i i'll allow it because um it's it's a fun it's a fun ride yeah. whereas something like modern family at the end of it there's always like a little you know fortune cookie moment or or yeah. you know some sort which, of quote which unquote is always lesson. the same but, but the way they but you know what? I, I i don't think it. it's always the same but what's no. great well, about there's, modern there's family like, is that like they'll be like there'll be like three or four different stories going on yeah. and by the end of it you're just like fuck. They are all the same thing. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the same thing. God damn it! Because you know you you never really change all that much. So yeah, so it was. It's nice. It's I I like when they do that because it's um. Yeah. But it's, they they change it up writing. enough. There's like five or six like family style lessons. Yeah, but I'm saying in each they, episode, in each episode, oh yeah, you know there'd be like you know an A B C and maybe a D story, and yeah. they all seem odd, like like they seem very individual yes. until you get to the end and you realize that they're all sort of teaching that same whatever the lesson is, right? Whatever the point they're trying to make, they 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 get you there and right. it's a little bit different for whoever is involved it's different for mitch and cam than it is for right claire and but it's and the same lesson than that is guy or and it's 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 whatever it is that's that we, the interesting you thing. know yeah so anywho um okay movies check tv check what's next <laughs> feedback <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I uh, just got know where we're doing tonight. Yeah, I I let him know we got a we got a good uh, flashback segment. Oh, so all right, yeah. cool. Thanks his his week's been really busy. Yeah, he, no doubt. He hasn't even listened to last week's show yet. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, he probably has. Yeah. So, so. Um, uh, let's um, let's look at some stuff in the news. All right, let's do that. Let me uh, let me find it. Where did it go? There's um, I don't know why that won't load. Not a lot going on. Anyway, this will take us right there. Oh, they finally buried that motherfucking bomb. Yeah, I got an alert on the phone in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking guy. Oh, fucking that guy, man. Uh, we got to talk about this. This guy, I mean, but you know what it is? Like I said, where's my little quote? Read what I said on Facebook. Well, let's let's read the headline okay. first. Pat Robertson to woman whose husband cheated. He's a man and males wander. Frank wrote, <laughs> if he wasn't so dangerous, it would be fun listening to this crazy old coot yammer on. The good news is he'll be dead soon. Good riddance. <laughs> I'm really surprised he's not dead. And this has to be the most toxic advice he could he's give like the anyone. Worst, like the, the worst father-in-law ever. He's the oh my yeah. son's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's gonna fuck somebody else. Yeah. Whatever. Well, you got just Dr. make sure Phil. you look pretty. This is anti Doctor Phil, right? <laughs> it's, oh, it's so. It's like, are you kidding me? 
See, and, and it really is when it comes to stuff like this. I I really double check. Is this the Onion? I know, I know. It's not. It's from uh, NewCivilRightsMovement.com. So this is Pat Robertson today is defending a man who cheated on his wife by saying, "Well, he's a man," <laughs> and adding that males have a tendency to wander a little bit. Robertson blames pornography, and all but blame the victim, saying, "I swear to God, this is." there's video so it's his own yeah. words you want to make the home so wonderful that he doesn't want to wander well we've got video Let, let's hear it in the man's own words oh man because oh, neither of us do impressions ivy really. writes in and says i've been trying to forgive my husband for cheating on me we've gone to counseling but i just can't seem to forgive nor can i trust how do you let go of anger and how do you trust again god says to forgive but it's been so hard to do i want to forgive so we can get on with our lives. So what do you think? Well, that's a good question. I think forgiveness can be one of the most difficult things in the whole wide world to do, and especially when it comes to a spouse, because that's one of the ultimate betrayals. All right, here's the secret. Okay, okay. stop it right the there. No, oh, I wasn't stop ready for that. talking about the... Okay, huh. she didn't say a fucking thing. I just want to point what that out. What did she say? She said that... Um, Oh, yeah, oh it's forgiveness a, it's, is difficult. Forgiveness is difficult. All she did was reiterate the woman's fucking note. Yeah, you're right. Forgiveness is difficult, and it's a betrayal, and forgiveness is difficult. Okay, thanks. You are fucking useless. Here, here, All right. So that, I, I just, I yeah. just want to put that, because I actually have a thing. Okay, I got a point to this okay. where he could have not been a dick. So, <laughs> well, yeah, he could have not gone on his show that day. Yeah. But let's listen to what he says. Okay. And this is the secret. Stop talking about the cheating. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Okay. So what you do is begin to focus on why you married him in the first place, on what he does good. Does he provide a home for you to live in? Does he provide food for you to eat? Does he provide clothes for you to wear? Uh, is he nice to the children? Do you have a <laughs> happy family? Again? Does he take the kids to sporting <laughs> events? Does he go? Do you know it'd be awesome if the guy was watching, like was watching this uh -huh. with his wife, yeah, and went, yeah, yeah. And then the make wife, me a make then, me a sandwich, and bitch. then the wife turned and shoved <laughs> and a steak knife in his thigh and said, "Get a fucking job." <laughs> oh, stabbed him to death. Oh, no, uh, just a little. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just a little quarter inch of the tip of the knife. Boop. There you go. Just do tip. that a thousand times. Well, watch their little league games. Um, does he share with you stuff that's going on? And uh, is he handsome or is he, you know, what is it? Start focusing on really? those things and essentially fall in love with him all over again. And I recommend you reach out and touch him. Touch his face. Touch his face. Hold his hand. Look into his eyes. Talk to him. But if you take a you're shot praying, in the face oh once God, in a while. But what he did when he was with that stripper in that hotel room ten years ago, and I'll never forgive him kind of thing, please help me. So what are you focusing on? You're focusing on the thing that makes you mad. Stop that. Start focusing on the good stuff. And he must have something good. You wouldn't have married him. Pause after so he does think the about those thing. things and give him honor instead of right, trying pause. to worry about. Okay, it. the thing that he said about the stripper. You know what we just learned right there. Pat, Pat Robinson, Robinson fucked the strippers. strippers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what's a, all right. Just 
He also told the woman that had been cheated on that she needs to honor her husband. (laughs) But but here's the thing, though. You know what? He could have gotten out of this. But there's more. Oh, all right. There's there's more. There's like another minute left of this babbling bullshit. But recognize also, like it or not, males have a tendency to... uh, uh, wander a little bit. <laughs> no, someone is sucking my cock so right now. <laughs> but just the out of camera. Yeah, but he's not allowed the, on the, camera. The right. Filled right. With pornography. The uh, magazines are filled with pictures, salacious pictures of women. You you look anywhere you turn around. There's some solicitation to the senses to entice a man. Yeah, there is. And so what you have to do is say, my husband was captured. And uh, I, I want to He's get him free. But reach out and think of the good stuff. And then begin to thank God that you have a marriage that is together and that, you know, you live in America and good things are happening. My husband cheated on me. What should I do? Be happy you live in America, bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck just, up. All he, but you know what, though? All he had to do was stay on the forgiveness track. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, moment of weakness or whatever. Okay. Right. You know, he was wrong and come out and say your husband was wrong. Right. And it's up to you to decide whether you can forgive him and move on and learn something from this. Yeah. Okay. Because this is what me, the big fucking atheist says. Okay. You can, (laughs) you've got two ways to go. If somebody cheats on you, you can either, you know, talk about things that, okay, made that possible. Right. Okay. What was it that made it so easy for you to, 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 to do this? Exactly. Okay. Um, and talk about those things. Right. All right. Um, or, or, or you can say, you know what? Look, I'm, I know you're done. Goodbye. Yeah. One strike and you're out. But if you forgive, you know, learn, learn from it and it may make the relationship stronger. It could. Yeah. Okay. You go forward. And I'd like to point out that of anything I'm saying has anything to do with God or, no. you know, being grateful that he puts a fucking roof over your head. Fuck you, Pat. Okay. Yeah. If she's upset about it, she has a genuine right to still be upset about it. Yeah. All right. I was, when there's I, a lack when of I was trust. On... There's, you know, this guy's got to bend over a little bit backwards, Yeah. you know, to sort of rebuild that trust. Yeah. And if she's not comfortable, then she shouldn't, she, she that's shouldn't a hard think decision about how to, to make. Do, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Okay. When I, when I and was he dating. Does, he does, I mean, she turns to him for advice and he's just like, well, hold, you. hold on here. Let me get my, you know, 12th century <laughs> marital fucking guide here Lady, going on. you're only worth two goats and a sheep, so shut up and mend his clothes. What was it about this stripper? Did she take it in the pooper? Maybe that's something you should consider. Okay. Did she have some kind of vibrational implant? Okay. Sometimes, you know, vaginal reconstructive surgery is a thing. You can look at, you know, the catalog together. Was she perhaps bionic in any way? Okay. No gag. No gag reflex. All right. That's something you can work on. All right. Or at the very least, kegels. You know, that's all. All right. He could have gone a million to one directions instead of saying, yeah, you you're going to get hop-ons. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about that one all day? No, that actually just no, came to me. That's good. That's, good. <laughs> that's what you said. When so, I was, uh, that was good. You like that? Yeah, that was good. That segued so nicely. That was nice. God, I'm proud of myself. When, uh, when I was dating and somebody would cheat on me, that was that was it. Yeah. I, I have... <laughs> my My frame of mind was... 
I have no reason to stay with you. Yeah. And now you've given me less of a reason. Bye. <laughs> I mean, w- after, of course, having been with somebody that, you know, I've yeah. said on the show, many, many people and many, many forgiveness, n- no behavior ever changed over the course of whatever, how many years. Right. I got to the point where I'm like, that's 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 a deal breaker yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry it's like no and that's a deal breaker i think i think having it done to me so many times having ellen having it done to her by n- not by either of us right but by other people it's like why bring that into it exactly you know? no he he really seriously he he missed an opportunity to give some real advice some yes. real sort of secular advice really i mean seriously and i i I wish that we had a camera on his co-host there because you know that woman she's that woman's just like what the fuck you white motherfucking devil i wonder how how much she gets paid to sit next to that asshole i don't know i bet he smells like stale poop (laughs) (laughs) what else we got oh boy but yeah he'll be dead soon so it doesn't matter do you think this year I don't know. He looks a little healthier than I thought he would in that yeah. video. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Republicans have voted to end Obamacare thirty-seven times. Yeah, blah blah blah. Wasting uh, more time. I have no use for politicians. And this fucking crazy woman here. I love this. I love this. Okay. I couldn't believe one, I didn't, the first I had, time I saw this picture. I'm just like, I thought Whitney Houston was dead. Oh no, it gets it gets better than that. Hold on, let Didn't me. Didn't she find come in like dead last? Dead last. Doesn't yes. everybody want to know what we're talking about now? This crazy. This biatch. was the original story that I put up on. Is Monday. there a video of her talking about? No, there's better uh, than video. Hold there's on. Better than video. We have her here live. Florida mayoral <laughs> candidate Anna L. Pierre. Jesus endorsed me. Okay. Um, <laughs> does she have does she have a bumper sticker with the buddy Christ? You know? <laughs> um Oh, can I just just well you're looking for what you're looking for. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. hear about this picture of Tom Hanks? No. Tom Hanks and I'm sure the picture well, I, I haven't seen it. I heard about this, right? That Tom Hanks was in a bar. Yeah. Right? With the with the with passed the dude, out this guy, guy passed yeah. out on the bar and his phone's right there. So Tom Hanks like, you know, gets the guy's phone, puts his arm around him, takes a picture of yeah. him with the the drunk the dead drunk dude a whole on bunch his of phone. Funny pictures. And like puts it down so the dude looks at his phone and he's there with Tom Hanks. That's fucking awesome. Uh, so what do we got? Somebody had a link up to this whole big page of her stuff. No, that's not yeah. it. It might be it might be gone already because the election's over. Maybe, but it was like Princess. She, she. What the fuck? That's her, Princess Anna Pierre, and she's a musician. No, well, she. She looks like Tyler Perry dressed as a woman. Yeah. Tyler does it better. <laughs> and and like it was oh, it was uh, it was craziness. The 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 web stuff that I the web page that I saw it was like this whole bio and it was like four pages of how when she walks into a room it's electric and she adds the word princess in front of her name and it's like and Jesus endorsed her to run for mayor of Miami or wherever it was. Yeah, I think it was was it Miami? Let me, let me scroll really? down. 
North Miami mayoral candidate Anna L. Pierre claims to have scored one of the best political endorsements of all time. The Son of God allegedly supports her campaign. <sighs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Didn't happen. Word, word from the Vatican is, she's fucking crazy. You know, that didn't happen. <laughs> this bitch is nuts. Uh, campaign posters for Pierre, which can be found on her Facebook page, boast that she was endorsed by Jesus Christ. Just, but, but you know what? This. But here's the. This is what kills me. Okay, this is what kills me. All right. Oh, he's on there. White Jesus is on there. Political campaigns, like, is that Ted Nugent? Is that Dean Cain? No. Um. No, actually, isn't that the? Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't think of the guy's okay. name that I wanted to use. Fuck. But anyway, like, we we we, we we've talked about this before. Like. People like this, yeah. okay, who have people, who have a staff, yeah. okay? Don't you think that there'd be one person in the room who'd go, um, hey, look, I'm I'm all for doing whatever we got to do, okay? <laughs> and, you know, I love Jesus. I love Jesus, okay? <laughs> J-Man's my man. Um, but um, I'm not sure if, the, I mean... Is this the way to go? (laughs) Like, why is there no one in the room being honest with these people? It's like, like, does anybody check Donald Trump's tweets and go, um, excuse me, Mr. The Donald? (laughs) Um, just want to, I just want to play this through for a minute. Let's just sort of think this through. Yeah. No, you're fired. You know? Yeah. Oh, you're going to fight with Jon Stewart. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just I just don't understand. This woman says Jesus has endorsed her. Update. Oh, there's an update. A North Miami mayoral candidate. <laughs> a spokesperson for Jesus has said, <laughs> fuck that bitch. Who said she secured an endorsement from on high, finished far back in Tuesday's election. The top two vote getters, Kevin Burns and Lucy Trondeau, advanced to a June 4th runoff for mayor. City spokesman Pan Solomonson from her votes there. How many votes uh, did she get? I didn't even run. I bet I almost tied. Anna Pierre, you did. A registered nurse who claimed she was being endorsed by Jesus Christ finished last How among many? the seven candidates with 56 votes. 56 votes. Or just 0.83%. 56 votes. 56 votes. So that's that's family and a couple of none of the aboves. <laughs> And at least two who went. Oh yeah! I can't wait to see where she appoints him. (laughs) (laughs) Can the mayor of North Miami appoint an ambassador to the Vatican? The thing is, is she's in North Miami. Are we going to do the Jesus jokes? You know what? It's way too easy. It is okay. So here's a few. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just, I just don't understand why. Like she's spending money on this, you would just think that there'd be that you, you know, people, you hire people you hire donated people, to that. You but know. that's the thing: there, you you hire people that you, and fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's that asshole in Toronto where the Toronto stronger, yeah, fucking thing. I put, a hockey I, game. I put that up after the Bruins beat them in like yeah. overtime. And I wrote, I don't believe in karma, but if I did, uh, the Bruins uh, would have won because of that. And um, one of uh, one of our our 
people in the group said he went to high school with the kid. Oh, really? Uh, he, and that he didn't mean to offend anybody, but he but he knows now that it was in very poor taste. So where's his banner that says, sorry, my bad, <laughs> well, it's, it's called uh, The Leafs Don't Get to Move On. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> How did he not think that would be offensive? Sometimes you just don't think shit through. You know, God hates fags. That's not I know. That, that's, I know. What does that have to do with this sign? Oh, yeah. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, Benghazi. Jesus. You know, we haven't talked about Benghazi at all because... <laughs> Meanwhile... Huh? <laughs> Meanwhile, a spokesperson for Mr. Ghazi. <laughs> leave, ben, me the, baby. leave me the fuck alone, will you? <laughs> I just, I just think it's a disgrace. Oh, it's you know what happened was terrible. Of yeah, course, exactly. And they're but, looking for a smoking gun that's hidden in you know Obama's yeah back pocket. And they tried to go after him for the IRS thing. Oh, and it's you know, like, what's great? Do you is, guys want to open this can of worms? What's I mean? I think that uh, Bill Maher on his show last week put it best. It's just like the Republicans say that they never want to find themselves in this position again of not being able to impeach the president. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, yeah. let's keep wasting more time, government. Waste yeah. more time, you useless cocksuckers. Well, the uh, Every Senate, fucking one of the them. Senate voted to end overtime pay for people and pass that, and we'll get through the House. No. And Obama will wipe his ass with it and yeah. hand it back to Boehner. So we're just going to waste more time and accomplish nothing. So fuck yeah. those guys. All right, well, let's do this then. Who's this guy? Republican National Chair Director of Hispanic Outreach quits party and registers as a Democrat. All right. Ah! That's almost like ah! the, uh, I think it was the Air Force's director. <laughs> Oh, oh fucking god! I don't god. mean to laugh. That's even terrible. better. It's Isn't that awesome? Terrible. That's what I think. I put this somewhere too. It's just like these people who fuck up in such annoyingly cliched ways. Yeah, he was the you one know? in charge of uh, basically sexual harassment. Yeah, he get caught sexually harassing someone. Well, they caught somebody in the army as well. Oh my god! Yeah, but if your job is making sure sexual harassment doesn't happen, the first thing. Don't sexually harass somebody. Yes, and don't just, and don't try to cover yourself with saying, "Oh, when I smacked that woman on the ass, it was to show her what harassment was." Yeah, that doesn't fly. I'll show you what harassment is. Unzip. <laughs> and he's got the word harassment tattooed on his dick, <laughs> but it only says "har." Yeah, <laughs> it's barely "har." Um, I just—it's it's barely hard at all. I just, you know, it's like like the priest, you know, fucking a kid story. I'm getting tired of it because it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. Yeah. These guys are going to die out, and either the Catholic Church is going to start clamping down on these people, so to speak. Don't you mean nipple clamping down on these people? <laughs> hey, how do you say that in Chinese? Anyway, um, or, or you know, these these fuckers are going to die out. The shit's not going to happen anymore. Or yeah. you know, the kids will stop dressing so provocatively when they go in to those, church. In those you know? robes, yeah. So, I you know, it's just I'm just so tired of these people who fuck up in such boring, cliched yeah. ways. You know, I have more respect for the fucking Jesus politician lady who does something so outlandishly <laughs> fucking crazy, so batshit baller not just fucking yeah. stupid that you can laugh at it but yeah 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 priest fucked a kid we get it yeah um and then you know this yeah 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 he's got a change of heart and um he realizes that he's on the losing side so let's see if i can do better politically well let's see what it which says. he will let's see what it says 
When Republicans appointed Pablo Pendoja to state director of Florida Hispanic Outreach for the Republican National Committee, they hoped he would be able to bridge uh, the sizable gap that only expanded during the 2012 elections when the state's 4.3 million Hispanic voters supported Barack Obama over Mitt Romney by a 20% margin. The Florida Republican Party said, hey, you know, he looks white, so we thought he'd be on the Um, side. But after months of inaction by congressional Republicans on comprehensive immigration reform and stiff resistance by Republican-leaning groups like the Heritage Foundation, Pandora has had enough. On Monday, he announced via email that he was leaving the party and registering as a Democrat. He writes, yes, I have changed my political affiliation to the Democratic Party. It doesn't take much to see the culture of intolerance surrounding the Republican Party today. He's Uh, sick of the intolerance. I, if there's one thing the, I can't stand, it's, it's intolerance. And the Dutch. What? <laughs> I have wondered before about the seemingly harsh undertones about immigrants and others. Look no further. A well-known organization recently confirms the intolerance of that which seems different or strange to them. Pantoa goes on to specifically cite last week's revelation that an author of Heritage's false report on the cost of the Gang of Eight's immigration bill, wrote a disastrous dissertation in which he suggested that Hispanics are at a permanent disadvantage because they have lower IQs oh. as the final straw in his political again, evolution. Again, who the fuck lets this stuff out, okay? Yeah. yeah. Prior to assuming the role of state director, Pandora served in the National Guard doing multiple tours abroad in Kuwait and Iraq before returning to the state's and getting involved in Republican politics. In 2010, he served as a field director in Florida during the midterm elections. Republicans have, for months, tried to find ways to make inroads with the country's growing Hispanic population, which I think they're too late to do, by the way, Uh, especially in the swing state of Florida. Hispanics there turned out to vote at a rate of more than 62% in 2012, significantly higher than the national turnout rate of 48%, and the highest rate of Hispanic turnout in the country. So, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like he, was that you? Mm-hmm. Okay, it seems like he just finally grew a conscience, and he's like, "I can't do this to my own people." Yeah. It's, so it's like, okay, good. Yeah, one more crazy person, and then we'll take a break. Yeah. Michelle Bachman says nine eleven and the Benghazi attacks were judgment from God. <laughs> reached on the campaign trail today <laughs> jesus's dad said i didn't endure oh it's somebody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh went- man now where are the nails <laughs> i know <laughs> she's standing there with her arms wide <laughs> that open stigmata just let's uh, just you know let's nail her to the cross see what happens she'll do on uh, she'll just whine the whole time on wednesday michelle if that, Bachman, was, sarah, if that was sarah palin that would be the fish she just caught <laughs> told a group of conservative lawmakers gathered for a prayer event that the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001 and the siege of the U.S. Embassy in Benghazi, Libya, uh, which was also September 11th, but a different year. It was uh, last year. Were the hand of judgment from God, according to right-wing... Stupid title. Right-wing watch. The event held in the Capitol's statuary hall was called Washington, a man of prayer. The event began with some a cappella Christian singing and progressed with a series of conservative Christian speakers, including Bachman, who urged lawmakers and others to join her and quote Bertha offer author offer. All right, so Joseph Farah of the of 
World Net Daily for 9-11 Pray. All right. So uh, if 9-11 is God's fault, uh-huh. let's get him. We're SEAL Team 6. <laughs> We're going after God. Yeah. We're on a mission after God. We're the Blues Brothers. That's interesting. SEAL Team 6 versus God. Yeah. That's a fucking rap battle if ever I've seen one. <laughs> It's no secret that our nation may very well be experiencing the hand of judgment, said Bachman Wednesday. It's no secret that we are all concerned that our nation may, may be in a time of decline. Hey, lady, it's your fault. And you're never going to get a dick that big. Well, I mean. Somebody asked her, how how much gay is your husband hiding, Ms. Bachman? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of gay. That much, yeah. You yeah. guys have seen him. I think he's very closeted. Yeah. Let's hear let's hear what she says. Her voice is oh, funny really? today. Yeah, her Okay. It's funny. It's no secret that our nation Cuz she always sounds like she's just on the verge of bursting into tears. That's true. It is That's no true. secret that we all are concerned that our nation may be in a time of decline. If that is in fact so, what is the answer? The answer Burn the witches. <laughs> Humbling ourselves before an almighty God, crying out to an almighty God, saying, not of ourselves, but you, would you save us, O God? We repent of our sins. We turn away from them. We seek you. We seek your ways. Just please stop sending planes into buildings. That we did on the National Day of Prayer. All right, fuck it's this, something dude. that fuck we this have guy. chosen to do as well <laughs> on another landmark day later this year. Oh, it's almost over. On September 11th, our nation has seen judgment not once but twice on September 11th. And that's why we are going to have 911 pray on that day. Is there anything better that we could do on that day? Mow the lawn. Oh, yes. There's literally anything else you do could be better than praying. Yes. Because praying is literally the least you can do. That really is. You know what? You're accomplishing more by sleeping. The hand of God. You could use the hand of God to masturbate yourself with. (laughs) And you would be doing more for your country than praying. Yes. Because you'd be more relaxed and happy. You go get a donut. Have a drink. A jelly donut. (laughs) Can I have a jelly donut? No. <laughs> yeah, bitch. So today I I woke up this morning and I had an apple. I ate an apple, which was different. Um I had I had what is this? Vitamin water mm-hmm. and regular water. I had two hamburgers, two cheeseburgers, sorry, and a fry. And then uh Ellen made this um turkey uh sorry, t- chicken, turkey Turkey Italian sausage with mm-hmm. like noodles and sauce and onions and olives and stuff. I didn't have any caffeine or sugar today. Oh, I had caffeine. I am <laughs> I am ready to pass out, but I would kind of want to get the caffeine. I've had a steady in, like like in intake of caffeine since 1988, and it really hasn't ended. So I need to kind of I have cut through all of it in the past eleven hours. <laughs> no, it's less than that. It's <laughs> ten hours. I've had in various drinks. I've gone through 
12 shots of espresso. Wow, and you're still alive. All right. That's actually kind of impressive. But the little hamster on the wheel in my heart is losing his <laughs> mind. <laughs> what the fuck? They're coming to get me. I don't want them to get me. Oh, fucking crazy people. Yeah, I don't know what to do. What do we got for Muzak? Yo. I was I was going to go with Black Coffee in Bed from All Squeeze. Right. How about Great that? Great song. Okay, we'll be right back.
fade out for a song I've ever it started fading out at the two and a half minute mark. That's a longer fade out than a really sick old person. <laughs> you almost had something I, there. I don't know. I was going to go AIDS patient, but that seemed insensitive. So. Yeah. <laughs> AIDS, is that still something we can't make fun of? I'm not sure. All right. Let's play it safe. <laughs> You like that? If only the AIDS patient had you like said that. that. So anyways, now I'm going to have AIDS patients on me. <sighs> <laughs> All right, moving on to um, who's that with the boobs? Uh, Patricia Tallman. Who is she? She was in uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead All and right. a bunch of other stuff. And boobs. Uh, ma, 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 ma. What else we got? You said we had some feedback from last week? What the fuck is that? Hold on. It says Christian oppression, and it's a dude riding a bicycle holding a stick. He leans forward to put the <laughs> stick in his own spokes and then falls on the ground and grabs his leg and complains. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's, that's good. Funny. So what are we, are we, we're going to do feedback because I've been yawning the entire yeah. time and I'm just, I'm not going back to that. That was disgusting. Yeah, who needs that? <laughs> Jesus All Christ! Right. We got this. Uh, we got this voicemail from James. Want to listen to that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Frank and Chris, it's James here from Australia in the Art of War. Um, bad James, as I'm affectionately called on the Silver and Gold show, simply because of my hate for Prometheus, <laughs> being the shit fucking movie that it was. 
And uh, I just wanted to call in from the last episode. Now, I know I haven't called in for a long time, so um, forgive me for that, but I've been quite busy tooling around out in my shed. And I'm actually right now sitting in front of my Judge Dread helmet and sanding it. You can hear that? He's, he's finished it. There it looks go. really good. Just taking a bit of the yeah, paint off it. Um, now, uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of subjects you were talking about in the last episode, which was... A really good episode. There's a lot of stuff there. Usually I can get through and then, you know, that's fine. But this this week I had a few things I want to talk about. Now, you were talking about, you did mention somewhere about, you know, people getting high when they've got kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have room. a personal experience mm-hmm. with this. Now, that sounds bad, but it is bad. Um, when I was 22, I mean, I'm 38 now. When I was 22, I... um. You know, I was on a pretty bad path and I had, uh, my son was born and, you know, I was taking, smoking plenty of weed and popping eckies and fucking snorting speed and doing all sorts of <laughs> drugs. Mm. Uh, it took me a little while to grow up and my son was born mm. at that stage and then about a year later, I think it was about, not even one yet, I remember one night I, um, got on it with all my friends, you know, and, um, I had a trip. I dropped a trip, you know, acid basically. And um, I freaked out. And I got to a point where I went into my son's room and, and checked him over in his cot. And he was laying in such a way that his arm looked bent. And I freaked out because I thought he had a broken arm or something, Ooh. you know. And I was freaking yeah. out. And my friends come in and said, just chill out, you know. You're just, you're just having a bad trip, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they said, you know, if you had a broken arm, you'd be... He'd be, he'd be crying and screaming and stuff, so oh, I sort of calmed down a bit. Yeah. But then, as it got worse, I sort of I ended up going to the bathroom and sort of washed up, and and then I sort of had this moment, you know, and I remember this very clearly, where I was staring at myself in the mirror, and I just said over and over about ten times, "Say, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? You got a baby in the room next door. It's your mm. son. What the fuck are you doing?" That was the last night I ever took drugs. That you know, that was the last night I ever took drugs, you know. So, wow, <laughs> weed is different. Wow. You know, I dabble in that every now and then. That's fine. But um, that that was a real uh, wake up call for me. That scared the shit out of me. So I can imagine. I guess yeah. you, you got to have those moments, like in your life, you really just go, hang on a minute, and take stock of what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those defining moments of my life, you know. Um. So, yeah, so that sorted that out. Um, what else? Oh, uh, oh, I wanted to talk about the Amber Crombie, Amber Crombie Fitch or whatever, the fucking mm-hmm. douchebag label that people love. Um, now, I'm with Frank on this. I don't have a problem with them saying out and out, uh, we don't want fat people or whatever. That's mm. fine. Um, I don't want to buy their products anyway. I'm not exactly <laughs> big, but... Not exactly small either, but I mean, it's a douchebag fucking WB actor fucking <laughs> looking place. You know, I, I wouldn't be seen dead in a place like that anyway. So it's not for me. It's like Justin Bieber, you know. I don't, I don't hate the guy. Uh, he's just not for me. Right. Same as this right. place. So, and if they want to say that, that's fine. I mean, I wouldn't boycott them for it. Um, but like because said, you already do. Yeah. <laughs> equate being gay to um, being fat and I just got a 
excerpt here from uh, Ricky Gervais talking about this very subject. Now, just have a listen to this. Hopefully, the audio comes through okay. Ready? Well, I'm having a go. Um, I was into Radio 4 the other day, and there was a discussion about political correctness. My name came up straight away, as always, okay? And this one was going... Well, yeah, it's not right. You know, it's not clever. He makes fun of fat people. He makes jokes about fat people. And it's not right. I mean, he wouldn't make jokes about gay people, would he? And being fat is like being gay. What? No, it's not. You can't choose your sexuality. We've established you choose to be fat by eating it right, okay? But when, with your sexuality, you're born, you grow up, you discover you like same-sex relationships, you move to Brighton, and, uh, <laughs> and that's it. You're gay. With being fat, you have to work. For being fat to be the same as being gay, you'd have to be born straight, grow up knowing you're straight, but gradually and consciously wean yourself on to cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got a point. Yeah. A lot of people hate Ricky Gervais, and I don't, I don't mind if you guys don't like him or not. I fucking yeah, I love like the guy. I think yeah. he's great. Um, yeah, he's funny. He hits home on a lot of fucking points, yeah. so... I have a real affinity for him. I know he can be a bit of a douche, but I kind of don't mind it. You know, I don't mind people being douchebags when they kind of have a right to be a douchebag. So I think Ricky sometimes has earned that that moniker. Uh, now, what else? Um, Iron Man. Iron Man 3. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything in this little uh, chat, but I did want to say that I thought it wasn't that great. Although I did enjoy it, though, but it was just so different. It was starkly different to the, pardon the pun, uh, it was starkly different to the first two um, in tone and everything. I think, you know, because Shane Black came on, but it went to definite Shane Black territory. Like, it almost went uh, lethal weapon there with the team up, him and Rhodey going in without suits and whatever, just, you know, doing the buddy cop thing. And it was very odd, and I did love certain aspects of it though like the mandarin aspect how that was played out was just fucking great i really thought that was brilliantly played but then you know there was all the stuff with him and the kid and some of that was funny but then it just got silly and there just wasn't enough iron man action in it and there's too much tony stark action and you know i like uh, my iron man movies to have more iron man personally but um <laughs> but that's cool How it's dare a good you. movie i sort of equate it to um, Iron Man 1 being sort of I, it, I'm not saying that uh, Iron Man 1 is a horror but what I'm saying is the difference the difference between Iron Man 1 is like Evil Dead and then Iron Man 3 is like Army of Darkness you know what I mean so one's a flat out comedy okay. Army of Darkness and one's a flat out serious movie you know so I would equate the first Iron Man as having this tone of serious but you know with the jokey tony stark but then iron man 3 is very tongue-in-cheek all the way through and and i liked it i'm still trying to adjust to its tone though some of it just got ridiculous like with his suit and the flying parts and all the parts having repulses that could fly and it kind of silly you know it'll get to the point where the the fucking suit comes out from under his skin or something and we won't even bat an (laughs) eyelid because yeah whatever just wait you know and I understand the ridiculousness of Iron Man like because in the first movie you see him fly up in his Mark 1 suit and then he just plows into that sand dune and you go man you would just pour out of that suit after that you'd be fucking dead (laughs) so you know there is a certain level of uh, 
disbelief suspension going on there, but, um, you know, it, it's getting too far over the other line. It's getting too far over the line for me in this third one, but it's, it's still really... enjoyable. So I, I did enjoy it. I didn't feel like I wasted my money, but I would definitely say in the trilogy of those three movies, it would be one, three, two, you know, so it wasn't that bad as mm. the second best. Iron Man film. I still love the first one a whole lot. Um, so yeah, enough on him. Uh, what I wrote here, the stuff at the start of the show. I can't remember what that is. I'll probably remember. I have to point out one good way to get James um, to call in is to talk about aliens. You were talking about the flawed things happening in movies uh, about the aliens. One, I just wanted to mention yeah, well the alien didn't, uh, the queen didn't take an egg up on the ship with her, but oh, I sort of like when you're saying at the end of Aliens, when she got up there and she didn't take an egg up there with her to lead on to Alien 3. Now, I always sort of saw that as in trip from LV-426 up to the Sulaco that the Queen, you know, knows that she is in a position now where she's going to be extinct or, you know, possibly extinct. So she puts a backup plan in and then, you know, pops an egg out and sticks it in the dropship um, wheel housing or, you know, leg housing that she's hidden in. So, she, yeah, I always thought maybe she would have just chucked in, uh, chucked an egg in there. I mean, I know she's got the big egg sack and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that's my theory anyway, that she laid the egg on the trip before she speared Bishop with her tail. So kind of can sort of... Uh, let that one slide. That's <laughs> not a big problem for me. Now, um, Indiana Jones. Now, you were saying that if he didn't do anything, uh, the Nazis would have been beaten, and, and that's all well and good, but what's Indy going to do? Let the Nazis get this thing that could possibly make them the most powerful the most powerful evil force on the, in the world, you know. They, he doesn't know. At the point in time that he's chasing down the, the, the Ark, he doesn't actually know that it can't be used as a weapon. You know what I mean? So he's at that time, when he's chasing that Ark, he thinks that if the Nazis get it and they figure out how to use it, we're all fucked. So that's why he chases it. I mean, in hindsight's wonderful for India, especially. He's probably sitting there going, fuck, I should have just let him take it back to Germany, you know, after all the shit went down. But he isn't going to stand back and let that happen, you know. So that's cool. There's no problem there. I mean, yeah, absolutely no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, I think they still read something on the Yeah, way. so uh, I think that's uh, all I wanted to talk about. Um, I said some stuff there about the start of the show, but I can't. Anyway. Too long as it is. All right. I'll uh, catch you boys up later. And, um, yeah, good chatting. See you later. <laughs> All right. Oh, hang on. What? Hang on a sec. Oh, yeah. I need to turn my phone back on to press stop. Okay. Thanks, boys. See ya. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Indy Jones stuff. I think actually along the way, as Indy reads along something, he sees that whole don't fucking... Well, know. in the beginning, he has the uh, the book where it shows them carrying it, and it, yeah. he says any army that has this would be unstoppable. But I'm, I, was, I was thinking, too, at the end, th there's another thing with the Ark that just kind of confused me. Uh, well, I'll get to it in a second. But when he opens the lid, he tells Marion, don't look at the light. Well, how the fuck does he know that? 
Isn't there something that isn't there in a part of an inscription or something that gets read that he doesn't like in he, Egypt he's reading it with maybe, Salo or maybe, something? Maybe yeah, because yeah. he knows. Also, not to look or something. if you've put the stones into the ark and mm. it's been sealed for two thousand yeah. years, how did they turn to sand? Because it's God and ghosts and all that shit. Okay, so. all right, I, I, I'm okay with so that. It's gonna be, but realistically, so, the mm. rock would stay a rock. Yeah. And you would smell what he was cooking because right. he'd be in that box and it'd be right. rank awful um, So, yeah, it's uh, magic. Jesus is magic. Yeah. Sarah Silverman yeah. said it right. You know, an easily explainable reason for an egg being on the ship would be um, if Bishop put one on the drop ship because he was still programmed by the corporation to obtain a specimen. Right? That's a simple deleted scene. Yeah. So, yeah. but Cameron had no, there was the, like, he was, boom, there we go, done. So, all right. Any other feedback? Yeah, I got this one. Oops, uh, here we go. Wow. Okay, so that's one, two. You going to be able to stay awake for this? Yeah. There you go. You can yell at him about paragraph breaks. Okay, this is from <laughs> Nathan. Uh, or Cody, actually. Sorry, I read the wrong thing. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> it is uh, Iron Man 3 and additional nonsense. I do do my glasses for this. Okay. I can see what I'm doing. I am so old. <laughs> How old are you? I am so old. All right, so um, Chris and Frank, Cody here. I've been listening to the show and enjoying it for a while now, but I'm not really cut out contributing to the general conversation however i'm a little compelled to throw in and throw in on iron man 3 just okay. to cover as many bases as possible this certainly isn't a slam to the person who was critical of it last week and i don't mean to be confrontational anyway oh by the way folks this is probably going to contain spoilers so um go to the fridge and get a popsicle you know um, they'll probably have headphones on right probably okay um <laughs> it's been an absolute smash both critically and financially so i certainly don't mean to portray it as underappreciated or something but i am pretty shocked by the vitriol with which it is attacked by some this will probably contain some sort of spoilers so fair warning there seem to be a lot of people deeply unhappy with virtually everything about it which kind of blows my mind as i think it is easily the best of the iron man movies and i might prefer it to the avengers um, oh, huh. let's remember to talk about that S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, uh, a lot of people seem upset that it isn't enough like the comics. I've never been a Marvel guy, haven't read any Marvel at all since the early Civil War stuff, so I'm more than underqualified to check the comic movie, to check the comic against the movie, but I will say this. I'm of the opinion that film adaptations owe little to their source material. <clears throat> Excuse me, mm. the book or comic or what have you, serve as inspiration or an idea, but from there, a film is its own thing. It's a product of another group of artists. People frequently complain about how movie adaptations got something wrong, as though a film adaptation must be an exact adaptation of a book. Well, Chris, it doesn't on, have to be exact. Right. But... Chris, on OTC, you mentioned that I Am Legend squandered the power of its source material, hmm. which is totally understandable. Your yeah, the emotional, the emotional pull of it, not just the... Uh... You know, specificity of they're supposed to be intelligent vampires. They lost. Um, there's uh, for anybody that doesn't listen to outside the cinema. The uh, remember Will Smith had a dog, yeah. and it was his daughter's dog. 
Well, the character Neville, he spends weeks trying to get this this stray dog to trust him. And then if you kill that dog after months of all of that effort and he finally has a companion, then that would resonate more than, oh, it's my daughter's dog and he's dead. Yeah. Not that that isn't heartbreaking itself, but. Uh, Your complaint was not that, was not that simply, your complaint was not that simply that something was changed. But that they changed something that would have been ampli- that would have amplified the emotional impact of the film enormously. I'm a huge fan of Herbert's Dune, but I'm a huge fan of Lynch's take on it as well, mm. which is uh, totally different. If I wanted a boring book report version of the book, I would watch the miniseries. We've already seen the story told a certain way, so why not be open to a little change? Especially if the person in charge of these changes is an auteur like Shane Black. No. Kingsley isn't the bad guy he was advertised to be, but his characterization was sort of a brilliant subversion to the mega-serious comic book villains we've come to expect. Oh. I like Hardy's Bane, but his performance and the movie itself, actually, were high camp delivered as a dour f- in as dour fashion as possible. Hmm. Could Kingsley have given a great version of the performance we expected? Certainly, but what we got <sighs> was so much more valuable and rare. And it didn't leave the movie without a um, big, bad... Um, no, and you knew as soon as he showed up looking all weird and nerdy in the beginning, you're like, that's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Pierce was still great, if maybe a little underdeveloped. Yeah. And yeah, he shot lava out of his mouth or something. Gods are real in the universe. <laughs> uh, this is a comic adaptation. Silly things happen in comics. Parts of Tony's suit fly to him over hundreds of miles. If you're looking for science that even begins to hold up in reality, then superheroes might not be what you're looking for. Lastly, people seem to hate Tony in this movie, which blows my mind. Yeah, he hangs out with a kid. It's sweet, but it isn't sappy. Shane Black gives us a character worth caring about again. Tony is such an untethered dickhead in Iron Man 2 that I was actively hoping against hope that Whiplash would manage to kill him. Yeah, he spends a lot of time outside of his suits in this one, but isn't it great to be reminded that a guy in a suit is a person worth rooting for? And yeah, he throws his chest piece into the ocean. Does Harry Callahan stop brutalizing suspects after he throws his badge into a lake at the end of Dirty Harry? No. If they get this contract stuff hammered out, he'll be back. And he, wouldn't we? And but shouldn't we be glad that his character gets to complete his major arc? The Nolan Batman reboot was well regarded, but let's not forget why that character needed to be rebooted in the first place. You go on too long, you go off the rails. So yeah, Tony's suits blew up, and he settled down with a woman he loves, but he won't be gone forever. <clears throat> let's loosen up. Rant over. But before I go, I wanted to touch on one more bit of comic book movie controversy. Don't think this has been mentioned on the show yet, but word broke a couple of weeks ago that Johnny Storm might be played by a black actor. Last I heard, Sue is his sister in the comic will be played by a white actress, Brian Williams' daughter, who is great on girls. This has pissed off a lot of this has pissed a lot of people off. I like it. Again, I don't read Marvel comics and I could barely care less about a Fantastic Four reboot, but I'd like to get some thoughts. No, the character is not traditionally black, but there isn't anything inherently white about being an astronaut exposed to outer space radiation or whatever. Is it such a crime that um, he is this girl's brother by adoption? It would be a uh, it would be great to have traditionally black characters uh, brought successfully to the screen. I'm a huge Green Lantern mm. fan, so I'd be giddy over a decent John Stewart movie. Yep, yep. But with that said, if Warner were to hire a black actor to play Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner, I wouldn't be bent out of shape either. <sighs> Having a traditionally black character brought to the screen as a standalone would be awesome, but no one is taking another shot at Steel after Shaq. 
shat on it yeah. and static shot is a long shot that's true but they are talking about um um power man and black, black panther. panther black yeah. panther seems inevitable yeah which is great but his oh wait does he write that yeah <laughs> but is a uh but his blackness is a marked part of his identity simon phoenix is out of prison so maybe we'll get a blade four <laughs> my point is that black action movie leads aren't named uh, who aren't named will smith are few and far between so isn't this at least a little positive? I'm rambling, and maybe I'm totally off base, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Talk to you guys later, Cody. Mm. I don't, I don't have a problem with. Um, okay, I'm trying to think if there's any character that if you cast them, they would be a story or plot problem if they were a different race. And I can't think of anything. I mean, look who they cast as Kingpin in the Daredevil movie. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it, it's good because Superman because Johnny Storm would be he could be he could be brash he could be uh, arrogant, but he's also really smart, even though he doesn't show it. Um, but being adopted, first of all says a lot you know it's the, the the you know people that are adopted be like, oh they just change that so he's but their yeah. family and then it 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 gives the screenwriter and the actors the opportunity to really showcase that it doesn't matter if you're not related if you're family your family because the right. fantastic four is family right. ben and and richard and all of them they're not all related you know, right. Ben is married to Sue, who's brothers with Johnny, and then there's then there's the thing over on the side. He's like, "What's up, guys?" But masturbating is rock hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're getting your dick dust everywhere. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> but like they they could really show they could show they they could be a family regardless that no one is right. really technically related to one another, and that might be a good thing. Why not? I don't have a problem with that. Like all the people that bitched about Rue. Oh, Rue's black in the Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah. Didn't you read the fucking book? Idiots? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't care as long as it's done well. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, thank you. Thank feedback? you for writing in. That yeah, was thanks. that was that was good. That was long. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. That's all what right. she said. Uh so, Shield. Shield, yeah, the trailer looked fun. It looks all right. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Welcome to level seven. That's a good line. I'm interested to uh Don't touch Lola. That's yeah. another great line. I you know what I gotta say? That guy who plays Colson, Craig something or other, yeah. something Craig. What's his Clark, name? Clark Clark Craig. I don't know. Craig Clark Clark I have Craig. No idea. Um good for him, because he's been around forever as like a little character act, just like yeah. in and around and stuff like that. And it's yeah. you know, it's someone like I said, someone that you've seen forever. Um has popped up. And it's great to see him like, yes, great. You got your shit now. You, Man, yep. you've just been around forever, fantastic, doing the work, and now you got this great fucking thing. So, yeah. yay. And he was the one, I think. I, regardless of Mace Windu showing up at the end of Iron Man, Coulson was the one that set up the Avengers in the minds of everybody. With, yeah. Because he was there through the whole thing in a strategic homeland initiative. Yeah. And they that that's a running joke that he's yeah. this like nobody, and you're like, why the fuck does he keep coming back? 
But it's that we got everything covered. We got your alibi. You were over here with yeah. this boat full of women and blah, blah, blah here. And, and then it's like, no, just call a shield. It's like, fuck, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. I, I, even Ellen was like, oh, shit, really? Because <laughs> it was but right I like, there. I like in the trailer for the TV show. It's just like, so what do you think of that? It sounds like someone really wanted to use the word shield. <laughs> <laughs> It could be good. It looks like they're going to introduce maybe some lower tier super superheroes or villains. Concerns me a little bit mm. because a TV show, again, it needs content and it needs longevity and it needs yes. guest um, guest stars. Not even not necessarily guest stars, but it needs. I hope what it doesn't turn into is like okay. There's a dude out there with superpowers. Let's go rein him in. Right, and there's a story right. attached to that. You know what I mean? But you can do you can do the shitty villains. You can you can pull I in, don't I just don't want it to be the same show every week. But you could pull in like Stilt Man and you Yeah. Know, but again, like, don't let it be it doesn't matter because I don't want it to be a you No, know, they'll they'll have villain one. villain there's a villain, okay? Yeah. There's an underground superhero. So concurrent with us trying to deal with this villain and rein yeah. in this and tr- sort of collect, you know, uh, well, or let's use the word assemble, you know, these right. these people with powers, you know, let's solve a crime or something like that. I don't want it to be like right. a cool superhero X-Files. No, but this is beyond solving crimes. This I, is this is taking out problems, right? And that's shield. I, so well, maybe it'll here's, have here's the thing. It's a like, big story arc that that is kind of like that kind of fills in the gaps between. The that's movies. what I wanted to. I, I hope that it it's one of those things that yeah. you can watch the movies and if you catch it, great. If not, you know whatever. Right. But if there's stuff that sort of yeah it does fill in a gap or not necessarily fill in a gap because a gap suggests, I mean, just something missing. So, but yeah. it, it's sort of. It's almost like frosting on, like like a decoration. Well, I'm talking like like like, oh, um, yeah, like Shadows of the Empire is between Empire and Jedi yeah. in the Star Wars universe, and it and it tells a story that doesn't need to be told, but it was right. sort and of entertaining that that at the story time. There, it's just like, oh, okay, that's kind of yeah. Fun. But know? I I I want to see them. I want to see them mention stuff that's outside of Avengers type stuff. Yeah, you know, I want to hear. Um, Peter Parker's name said and like yeah because theoretically like, oh what's his name be. is talking about you know and because I mean regardless of who owns the rights to X Men and Spider Man and stuff it all they're all Marvel properties you know, comic book wise and and Spider Man is is a Disney show it's not on Fox or anything yeah. like that so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. They got to pull that stuff together. So then you got to have them say, "Oh well, you know, so and so wants to start up his Sentinel project again. Let's shut that down." What you know? um, what network is that show going to be on? ABC. Yeah, because it's Disney. Yeah, so I just didn't know if they were going to just produce it and shovel it off to like Sci-Fi or something. No, I think it has to be yeah. prime time. No, like, good. what day do you think it'll be on? It would be a mistake to put it on against Walking Dead. Yeah, that would be don't a death put it sentence. on Friday night. No, um, you do a Tuesday. Uh, Monday or Tuesday would be good. What, is there anything on on Monday? Monday on ABC they do. Um, oh, it's all that Dancing with the Stars and shit, stuff. And yeah. then there's Castle. But I think this is like a ten o'clock show. Yeah, so maybe Tuesdays. I don't know what they do on Tuesday nights. 
I don't know either. Wait, Tuesday Tuesday night was uh there was a dancing show. There was uh So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars I think was on two different channels. Or the yeah, Voice. So you think you can dance was on Fox. One. So man, I don't know. So, I was just flipping around the yeah. channels real but quick. But the trailer was great, it looks fun. Yeah. It looks like it has just high enough production value where it should be okay. Yeah, I think it looks fun. A little a little higher. The the best thing about it too is like you be able to jump into it. And you don't have that startup that other yeah. shows need. Like you got Colson, you'll have to introduce the rest of the WB cast. That well, they it have sounds going like there's. That. I mean, like you're in into the show, and I love watching pilots because I like seeing how they. Yeah, you they saw start the pilot. Story. It was the Avengers. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but um, but I like sort of seeing what is the sort of incident or what is the event that starts the show off for us right you know right so you look at this and obviously it's a new agent you know being sort of brought in right like the the hellboy kind of yeah exactly oh hey here's john nobody right yeah you know and, and if you go and you look at um tv shows or sitcoms watching the first episode is always a lot of fun to watch kind of yeah. how it how it started right right you know so um, and introduces characters and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. I I I just I I wanted to be better thought out than Heroes was because Heroes kind of Heroes was, I, was I will maintain after for a little while. My life, I will maintain that Heroes was a major fucking hit, a huge fucking hit. Yeah, that they said, oh shit, we're su-, like the fucking Matrix movies. Yeah, you know. And the worst thing that, it was that Heroes okay ever the did second was season and the then, worst thing that they did on Heroes was save the cheerleader. Yeah, the first was it the first or second. That was season? the first season. That was yeah. the that was the through line was to save. Yeah, and Claire they saved her at the end of the first was. season, right? Yeah, and then, and it then got, the second season, everybody and their sister starts. Well, the other know, problem with like like the bad guy was the bad guy, and it never changed. It was always Siler. He died at one point and came back, and yeah. it's like what what's the fucking point then? Yeah. You need to kill him off and then have an even greater villain. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what Iron Man's been doing with, with their bad well, guys. Well, I just I also think that Heroes missed an opportunity to do something really interesting because it looked like it was going to be this thing about this eclipse that sort of turns on a gene in, in, in yeah. you know, in people. That it's a it's like a you know, an evolutionary type right, of thing and right. things just sort of get clicked on under certain Yeah, that everybody mutated. Right. Yeah. So um or that everybody something everybody's got and under certain circumstances it gets, you know, and yeah. then there it is. Um and then you had that whole conspiracy part of it where it's just like, oh, let's uh it was like it wanted to be the next lost. Yeah. You know, it oh, wanted, absolutely. it yeah. wanted the show to end and everybody going, What the fuck is going on? But Lost yeah. was lightning in a bottle. The you other know, problem there are no too. shows on now. There's there was fringe kind of that did that whole shit. What's going to happen next? I really right, need to right. see the next episode. Yeah, you know, um, the problem, because you don't know what's going on. The problem I saw with Heroes is that it wanted to be an X Men TV show, and that's what I think. I think that's probably how they pitched it. It's, it's it, all of a sudden everybody's mutants and it's X Men on TV. Yeah. And they didn't have the rights to the characters because you could have done a heroes episode, a hero show with X Men characters where they come together, yeah, and they go to the school. But there was no the the good guys really didn't have 
someone to rally around. And the bad guy was just a bad guy. It was just one dude. Yeah. I mean, even Magneto had 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 a posse. Yeah. I don't know. It was. I could see in another ten years when Marvel get when when Disney gets the rights back to all of it and Shield has run its course, then you can do. I think as long as what like the Sony's of the world, they keep making movies, don't they? Just keep the rights. They either they have to do something with it, or there's there's got to lose it after a certain amount of time. Whoever had Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and uh, excuse me, Blade, they lost it. They're like, no, fuck it, we're not doing anything else. So So now Marvel, but you know, Disney Disney has them back. Disney's going to write a check. Yeah, they need they to get, buy, they get need the, to everybody buy Spider-Man back. back. You know, they need to buy X-Men back. It, it's it's kind of like... I can't tell you how It's like having the rights to Star Wars, but not, right. you know, yeah. A New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't use any of the shit from that one. Yeah. Okay? Except, you can use everything. Right. Except the Stormtroopers. Right, right. Or the Jawas. Yeah. Who are awesome. I, I just... Maybe. I. I've been seeing some pictures from the set of uh, the Days of Future Past, the X-Men movie that, yeah. that they're making. And I do not like Brian Singer as a director. He can make a movie, yeah. and it's easy to follow, and it's you know, pleasant shit to watch. That sets, though. I mean, that's but such like... I watched, I watched the other two X-Men movies, and then thinking about Superman Returns, and it's like, you make boring movies. They're they're all talking. You have You have a collection of... Some of the most awesome characters ever put in comic books as as teams, and you have them talking to each other. You introduce Nightcrawler in the second one, and you use him pretty well, but then you don't bring him into the third one. Yeah, I know he didn't do the third one, but still, you know, studio decisions. Right. But like, and Superman, Superman Returns, that is how you don't make a comic book movie. Yeah. That's, like like Schumacher so made a more interesting Batman than Superman Returns oh, was man. a Superman movie. Thank goodness for Kevin Spacey in that movie. Rowish, right? <laughs> way. Brushing his teeth. Uh, such a wasted cast. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. All right, what do we got next? I'm fading. Oh, a headache. I have a headache All from right. thinking about X-Men. <sighs> I just, I just sentinels, like honest to God, sentinels. <laughs> not like in the other movie where you get a glimpse of a head. Just do Days of Future Past properly. It's one of the best. It's, it's one of the best stories ever, ever put down. You get your time travel, and you got Patrick Stewart meeting young Professor X. So, like, how, yeah. how, how hard do you have to try to fuck that up? <laughs> we'll see. Let's ask Reverend Scott. See what he says. Hey, Pee-wee. That's my name, Cherry. Don't wear it out. Pee-wee, I have a question. What's that? What's today's secret word? Ooh, interesting question. Let's go and ask Cocky. Conky 3000, ready to assist you, Pee-wee. Good morning, Conky. What's today's secret word? Today's secret word is fun. Now you all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? That is so correct. For the rest of the day, whenever anybody says a secret word, scream really loud. Ready? Let's try it. Hey, 
How's it going? Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick, Herman. <laughs> wow. Forgot that one. Hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Reverend Scott. It almost seems different to say that now that I've met you in person, Chris. I feel like after Rock and Shock, you've finally gotten to meet a good chunk of your podcasting friends. Yeah, they're all bastards. Every last one of them. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that, Chris, especially considering your reaction to me proving to you that I'm an honest-to-God reverend. He tried to bless me. Yeah. I kicked him in the nuts. Good. Good. Right? Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Mission accomplished. That's all I wanted to do all weekend. And uh, by the way, your shoes are way too big to be kicking dudes in the nuts. My balls were black and blue. It's all pink in the dark. Exactly. Anyways, oh, I've said I was that before. hoping to meet Frank, too, yep. while I was in Boston. That's the, the only reason I'm going down I was down racking there. my brain, thinking of how I was like, could I get out there that weekend to just yeah. get out there? But there was just no way. I have a feeling the reason Frank didn't want to meet me was so he could remain a mystery to me, or as he calls himself, an anonymous pussy fucking asshole. <laughs> Frank is just too handsome to be seen in general public. People just can't control themselves when they see him, but I think he actually likes that a lot. He gets especially excited this time of year because he gets to answer the door on Halloween. I want a bunch of people jacking off in front of my house again. Anyways, maybe I can come up with a good idea for another way for us to meet. And we will condemn it! At least I had some time to talk to Chris while I was there. Now, I don't want to come across as mean, but I always thought Chris was pretty smart. But I got to asking him some questions about some topics on the podcast, and he was kind of coming up short. I mean, for instance, I was always kind of fuzzy on what the tea party really is. So I asked Chris to define it for me. He couldn't. Although we can define pornography. Yeah, and I, I think I'll be fine without that definition. It's when the penis goes in. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. Anyways, uh, I avoided getting too political with Chris uh, while we talked. Uh, he's just so damn stubborn when you argue with him. I mean, I mean, seriously, he won't ever back down and usually only offers you one possible way of changing his mind on any topic. Name the time and the place and I'll bring my dick in a camera crew and you can suck me off and win the argument. I'm sorry, but I'm never that determined to win an argument, Chris. Oh, me either. You know, I think I'll wrap things up before it gets all political for a change. Uh, maybe next time we can have a debate where you can hear Chris say things like The liberal court killed Jesus. And Frank say stuff like We thought it strange that Reverend Scott would walk around with an exposed direction, but <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, things change. Hey, you know. So anyways, sorry this is somewhat of a short segment this week. That was mainly because I wasted most of my time watching clips of Pee-wee's Playhouse, but I don't regret it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Peace and love, guys. I have like seven naked Barbies laying around in my living room. <laughs> One of the biggest political mistakes Ever. <laughs> you remember that one? That was like two years yeah, ago. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so we're cutting it in half this week. That doesn't sound right. Like nothing I say is going to sound right for the rest of the show, is it? So we'll do this, I think. As soon as I find it. Is it this? Is this it? That's it. That's the end of the show music. 
So it's areyouseriouspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us MP3s like James did or uh, like like Scott does or uh, or, or emails like, um, like Nathan did. I don't care. Just send some feedback in. Yeah. You notice what everybody stayed away from. What? The, the most interesting conversation we had last week. What was that? About, oh, about, about me about losing my losing fucking your... mind. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel so much better after that, though. <laughs> I guess that's it. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Star Trek Into Darkness. Let me explain what's happening here. You are a criminal. I watched you murder innocent men and women. I was authorized to end you. And the only reason why you are still alive is because I am allowing it. So shut your mouth. Captain, you're going to punch me again over and over till your arm weakens. Clearly you want to, so tell me. Why did you allow me to live? I think that's the bad guy. <laughs> Let's welcome back to the show, J.J. Abrams! <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me back. I know you're a busy man. I'm assuming that during the time of this interview, you will come up with, write, and sell another television program. <laughs> That's you're, not fair. You're a very busy man. This, this Star Trek is dark, yet entertaining, <laughs> yet vivid. You're scaring the hell out of me. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I, the idea that you are going to do this to the Star Trek, and you're also going to do the Star Wars movie. You're going to do uh, both. Do you realize? Yeah, I, yeah I, I, y- yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go to these conventions anymore. I'm just going to sit on your lap. <laughs> Uh, well, then I might not do Star Wars. But here's the <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a, it's an incredible, uh, incredible, a surreal, 
thrill. It's a total honor. Have you, do you delineate in your mind, Star Wars, they're so different. I mean, they are just so different. One felt like it was sort of a, 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 an allegory of modern society set in a futuristic, you know, space environment, whereas the other was an allegory of modern society set in the space thing in the past. So it is, they are different. <laughs> John... <laughs> They're, 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 they're fundamentally different. I mean, they're, yes. they're, they're, they're space, yeah. right? Uh, stars. <laughs> but it's like saying you're doing another movie with bipeds and they live in structures and they wear material. It's like that is true. You know, I always felt like Star Wars had a Western sensibility. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it, it's sort of a samurai movie, Western, you know, whereas it, Star Trek was... It, when I was a kid, I never liked Star Trek when I was a kid. Growing up, I always thought it was, honestly, I couldn't get into it. My friends loved it and I would, like, try and I'd watch episodes, but it, it always felt too philosophical for me and we tried to like some of the writers love star trek i was not really a fan my producing partner never saw it right. so when we were all happy it felt like that was the way to go and this movie we, that we did the goal was to make a movie for moviegoers not just for star trek fans right. so if you've never seen star trek before you can see this movie if you have seen it i mean the you'll, interesting, you'll thing, it, the, the interesting thing to me was i stopped listening to you when you said you didn't like star trek <laughs> yeah. so i know hey, fair enough I know what happened because I saw your mouth was moving after that. <laughs> so I'm assuming you apologized. Well, as I was saying, and I was saying that, uh, that, that you and your kind <laughs> were much smarter than I was. I, I couldn't get it. It just was, you know, and so we tried to make it work for people like me. And people like you. <laughs> you know what I think the difference is? Back then, because I'm, I'm older than you are. Back then, not. Star Trek, aren't I? I'm 50. You are older than I am. <laughs> not knowing that though now you'd be like whoa that's a hard living like all right uh but star trek twilight zone there was a very uh overt effort to put that kind of yeah. uh philosophy and that sort of idea that we were processing the difficulties of our world yeah some of the same writers abstract. by the way twilight zone exactly and, star no, I, and it's weird because star trek's my favorite show of all time but for some reason star trek never really it never clicked for me until i started working on it and i fell in love with it Oh, really? So you went back and watched all the ones, and then... Yes, and also getting to understand the characters, the archetypes, the dynamics, right. it made me appreciate it more. Yeah, it really was. At the time, you, 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 you watched it, and on the surface, it was goofy, and it had all those things, but after, then you would turn around and be like, racism is wrong. Like, you didn't know why. That's right. But, like, Kirk made love to a green woman, and you're like, we should live together in peace. You know, you know, you, you, you know the lessons that you would gain. But with Star Wars, I always felt like it was focused on sort of this much more of good and evil as it was represented by combatants, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, duels. Well, I, I think that Star Trek was overtly a kind of, you know, uh, allegory of today, where Star Wars always felt like it was sort of a more epic... It, it, it didn't even feel science fiction to me, which I know sounds crazy. Right. But Star Wars never felt like a sci-fi thing, where Star Trek did, and we tried to sort of make a, a, a Star Trek movie uh, in, in this one that, that doesn't suffer from a kind of... Uh, the, you know, the original show was sort of static because they couldn't afford to go anywhere or do anything. And we had, you know, a slightly larger budget <clears throat> than they did. So you're saying that the rocks on your planets are not necessarily real rocks. They're real rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was always my favorite part of Star Trek. They'd be like, landslide! And then they would come down, but they clearly would just come down like, like floating on the wind as it came down, a giant rock. Have you thought about how you're going to approach Star Wars already, or is that something you're just not really delving it's, it's into? It's so right early. Now? We're, no, we are. We we are delving now, but it's very. It's it's so early on that 
I have nothing to talk about uh, other than it's exciting. Do you want to stay and, and not talk about it on the web, or do you want to? Do you have you probably you probably have to go somewhere? I would love to hang out and not well, discuss it. Let's hang out and not discuss Fantastic. it. We'll, be, we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more. Star Trek Into Darkness. It's going to be in the theaters on Friday. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit more because uh, you, you have not delved into the Star Wars yet, as you're saying, to, to really talk about just it. just beginning. Yeah, yeah. So here's what's I think good about that. Uh, huh. You and I can come to some agreement <laughs> about what, what this will be and, and how, it should be, uh, how it should be done. Um, do you see me as a, a Jedi figure? <laughs> do you see me as a... I, 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 think that could, I think that could totally work. Jedi. Nice. You see how that uh, works? <laughs> uh, so, as, you know, it was very exciting to, you know, do this, this Star Trek movie. Uh, and obviously, directing is... My favorite is so what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Right. Uh, you are about to go and embark on directing a film. I am going to direct uh, a film. Is it something that you always wanted to do? No. Really? <laughs> no, I wanted to be you. Uh, no, it's it, very it is not always. It is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and, and, and that is, is still... My, uh, the, the, the tools of that are still how I view things. Uh, but this is a very different, very personal story that... that I, I have to say, uh, and, and if you don't mind, having... Read the script. I, JJ was kind enough to read the script. No, I will tell you, uh, you directed it on the page. It's so beautifully written. It's thank such, you. It's such a good script. That's very, thank you so much. And I'm, that I'm very excited to, to see what you do. Uh, please, please know this. Thanks, uh, very kind of you. Um, because of that, I've decided not to film it. <laughs> because of how well it is on the page. Just to Here's the, the thing that I'm most pages. worried about, and maybe you help me. I don't have a vocabulary with actors. And I think it's a very uh, specific and necessary talent because acting really is an incredible craft that brings these things to life. And if you don't have the vocabulary to work with them so that they can do what they're brilliant at, I, I think it, it, it can fall short. I, that's the part I think I worry about the most. But I, I think, uh, honestly, that if you have a little time for rehearsal and you actually get to sort of find your shorthand... I'm sorry, rehearsal. But the other, the other thing I would say... I should have spoken to a director before all no, this. I was saying, you, you're giving me gold. <laughs> no, but I think, I think that, that if you approach the actors the way you approach the script, which is from the inside out, right. and just talk to them, you, you, the, the, the worst mistake you can make is talking sort of at an actor. Right. But you, this is what you do. You, this is, you're going to be a natural. It's trying to give them uh, uh, a perspective that they can understand the motivations through their experiences. Or, yes, or although every once in a while you will work with an actor yeah. where you will be telling them like, the inside out thing. The, where it comes from, what the motivation is, the history, right. the, the feeling. And they'll say things like, should I smile on the third word? Should I look over there? And you're like, I, I don't give a shit where you smile. It's like, I, 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 I'm talking about your history as a human being. It's like unbelievable. So, but you, you can't go wrong if you approach it from the inside out. I think that's what it's like to direct me. <laughs> because, uh, and I'll say this, it's very interesting. So I did a movie called uh, Death to Smoochie, which won the Oscar in 1998. <laughs> Uh, Danny DeVito was the director. Mm -hmm. And what was great about Danny is, you, you know, he is, even to my size, he's slightly smaller than me. <laughs> so I would do a scene, and I would be really acting, which is like 10% madder than I normally am. You know, like emotions, but yeah. at 10% more than me, because I can't act. So I would be done with the scene, and you would just hear... <sighs> <laughs> and then Danny would walk 
from where he is behind the camera up to me. But all you would see is like bushes rustling. <laughs> so you wouldn't know he was coming. You would just see like like little like heads moving and things like that. And all of a sudden he would pop up and go, you know, you're supposed to be angry here. Did you, did you know that? Because it says, look at the parentheses, angry. Can you do that? Jesus! <laughs> and then you would just see our little shuffling back there, and then it would reset. Was it was crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's but fun. That's very what is, for you, so you, you, you've got the directing, and then you've got sort of this other side business of creating these shows that always have really interesting philosophical underpinnings or interesting premises. Where does that even come into your headspace? How do you have the, the headspace to even... Well, they should do that as well. The shows that we have on now, uh, Person of Interest uh, and Revolution, and we also have two new shows called, one's called Believe for The Fall on NBC, and one is uh, on Fox called Almost Human. Those are all shows pitched and created by it's other people. It's almost human about a robot that learns to cry, because that, <laughs> yes, that moves me. <laughs> you're, you're halfway there. Thank you. Uh, Not really. But, but it, it really, you know, these are all shows that were, that were created by other people that were pitched to Bad Robot, which is our company. And right. so... We help put the you know crew together, the cast together, help with you know scripts and edits and stuff. But these are people who are running the shows. So I'm not creating and running all those shows. I get it. I'm just. How many yeah, people producing. pitch you like other lost type ideas every day? Like you know that was on an island. Uh, what if this was on a cloud? No one. <laughs> they don't know how they got on a cloud. <laughs> My favorite thing is the voice. The voice I just like said. that guy. That's my pitching voice. Because I don't even care. Like, I, I'm not listening to anything that guy says. No, Get, I gotta talk to you. Nope. Is that true? <laughs> that is how I pitched my movie. It's about a journalist <laughs> imprisoned I, in Iran. It's fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. That's. Uh, are, yeah. are you getting some sleep? Are you? Are you, you, you yeah, the, no. the movie's great. The Star Trek oh, Into Darkness you, is is thank great. You so much. I'm very pleased, and the fact that you're willing to cast me in Star Wars, even though I. <laughs> I mean, it, it means an awful lot to me, and I really do appreciate it. And I, and I will now really work on my Jedi work. I will, I will work on my lightsaber and my wearing of robes. You don't want to be in Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek in the Darkness. Theaters on Friday. J.J. Abrams. That's all you get, jerks.